Soccer Podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. Can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. All right. So so here's how it happened. I had been involved in another film project for about five years of this other guy's thing and was going to be this this huge thing you know it's like it was about ptsd and soldiers and it had a big like message to it and all this and and we were getting a lot of traction and then all of a sudden like we had this potential money come into the picture you know it was potential money it wasn't even real money it's like somebody was like (laughs) All right, so uh, yeah, well, we're thinking about you know one point two million dollars and you know yada yada. Wow. So I was like, holy, oh yeah, exactly. So I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of money, you know. Yeah. And, and so that was just me with the holy shit, that's a lot of money. Now the other guy who wrote the project lost his freaking mind. So, <laughs> so he was like, all right, well, uh, this is my project and we're gonna do it how I want, and uh, you know, he just kind of like went off the deep end when the illusion of money was there, not even when it was real, you know? <laughs> and, and he ended up uh, like basically saying like he wouldn't give me the rights to the option, like to basically say that I can represent the project and I was going to be playing the lead in it. Mm-hmm. So, so he, so I had no recourse to say anything, you know, if, if he wanted to pull it, he could, you know, and I would have no legal recourse. So basically we got into a, a big situation and, um, and he was like, you know, well, I don't need you. And I was like, well, all right then. I guess that's how this is going to go. Oh, wow. So after, yeah. So after five years of like basically me with, you know, my audience and followers and giving this movie, you know, life and breath and, and uh, he, he did that. And so I'm in my, in the backyard and I just lost this project and my wife is all pissed off and she's inside and, I got a couple of, you know, cocktails in and she's got a couple of cocktails in and I'm walking around <laughs> the backyard and I'm, and I'm kicking rocks and just like, you know, pissed off. Yep. And I go back inside and, and my wife is like, she's walking around and she's in the kitchen and, and I go in and she's whispering this. She's like, preacher, just like that. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's really weird. You know, <laughs> she said, I don't know, but it's really cool. I have this idea. So she was like, she was basically, she this idea just came to her about a film. And so she started telling me like what, what it was, what it was about. And, and there were some characters in there and she had an, um, an uncle who was actually named uncle preacher. So she was just thinking about him for some reason. And then that came into this, uh, this other, um, idea about this movie and so from that from basically losing a project and my wife whispering preacher in the kitchen um, <laughs> we we have a, a movie now that uh, that we have actually shot this summer called preacher six so that's a wow that's how that happened that that's crazy it's uh at least you turned something uh, a bad situation with uh, someone who went a little nuts over money to mm. 
you know, something that you, you guys created together, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, she, she wrote it. Um, and, you know, so basically that was about two and a half years ago. And uh, so right, right now, you know, and that was, uh, so the two and a half years that we spent was, you know, she like went right to town, you know, writing it uh, while I'm, so I'm like building the audience for something that she's writing. Nice. Currently, or concurrently. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like, so she just has ideas. And I'm like, oh, these ideas are great. We got to get some artwork and start building an audience because I know how long it takes to make something like this happen. And, um, and so sh- sure enough, she got, she got the script and I called a bunch of my, um, my actor friends and whatnot to, that I've known forever. And, and, uh, and we, we, made a, we made a little movie. So now we just got to get it finished. That's a cool, uh, cool origin story for Preacher, I have to say. Yeah, Thank man. you. Yeah, it's indie film, man. It, it is a, it's a, it's a labor of love and it's a passion. And, and you, it's like to see something through is, is really difficult because it does take a lot of money of like actual money to, to make it happen. And um, so we did like, I think three or four different Indiegogo's along over the two years. And then we did some GoFundMe's and sold a bunch of t-shirts and did a bunch of different things to raise the money and had like just some private investment. Um, and uh, so we finally pulled it off. And, um, and so it's primarily mostly everything I'd say it's 98% in the can. We just have to, you know, a, a few pickup shots here and there, but nothing critical. And then go into post-production, and as you've seen from the uh, from the uh, trailers, there's some special effects that have to happen. So that's going to be part of post-production as well, and there's a lot of that. Which looks really awesome. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see the the finished uh, product. Yeah, we're really excited to see it. It looks great. And uh, let's start the show. Welcome to American Soccer Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. And today we're joined by our guest, Kyle Hester, from the film Preacher 6. Please tell, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, yeah, my name is Kyle Hester, as you know. Uh, and well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I oh, yeah. You guys. We're, we're happy to have you. Right on. Um, I am an actor kind of turned into a producer over the last few years. Um, I have been acting since I was, you know, basically in the seventh grade when I was like, ah, hey, the talent show, that looks like fun. And, and so you start there and then. I went to performing arts high school and I went to Cal arts out here in Los Angeles or actually Valencia. Um, and then it's kind of like just been doing the grind of, of the acting thing my whole life. And, um, and then I got into independent film uh, a few years ago, starting with a film called the chair, which is uh, Roddy Piper's actually last film. It's a uh, Peter oh, wow. Samedi. Yeah. Peter Samedi um, is the creator. He's a, uh, He's an indie comics um, producer uh, and distributor. He does a he has a thing called um, Alterna Comics, and uh, so he had this uh, this horror film called uh, The Chair, and uh, and I got involved in that as an actor, and then I just from talking to Peter and whatnot. He he lives on the East Coast and I'm here on the West Coast, and and uh, I was just talking to him a bunch, and and he was asking me a bunch of producery kind of questions. And I knew all the answers that he that he asked me. So then, uh, after he had talked to some other, I'm using air quotes, producers um, that wanted to change his cast and do this and do that, and I need to make like ten thousand dollars a minute, you know, and and whatever. He, he was like, man, I just dealt with all these like A-list 
asshole's personality types and I, I can't deal with it. You know, so do you want to produce it? He asked me. Uh, so I was like, okay. So, so wow. that was my, that was my first producing thing. So I ended up producing the chair. So it's a, if you want to look that up, it's um, at the chair horror on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. I'm uh, looking at some of the screenshots on IMDb yeah, right too. now. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Looks legit. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, it's actually, it's, it's available on, and actually it's sold out on DVD. I just went to go check it out on Amazon today. Um, but it's going to be streaming. I, I know that he's going to send in more DVDs and it'll be available again. Now mm -hmm. is but, keep uh, calm and hide the bodies a reference to uh, the movie. I see yeah. people wearing that shirt there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That was uh, he's, he's like graded all those little like phrases and stuff like that. So that was a big thing. Um, I don't think that line is actually in the film, but, uh, but it was an effective marketing tool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that was like a, a very popular um, like slogan that you'd see around that time. Cause that was 2016 and, and you've done another one, which the name intrigues me zombie with a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah zombie with a shotgun. That's actually, um, yeah, that's almost done right now. Um, there was some, some, cell animation that uh that he wanted to put in it and that's um hilton um ariel ruiz who is the creator of that um so he wanted to do some cell animation as well in there so that's like taking a long time yeah uh, the animation was... and effects are usually like kind of grueling that i mean that can hang up a movie for over a year oh it it can and it has yeah so uh <laughs> So yeah, so he's like almost done with that. So Zombie with a Shotgun should have uh, some some public life here um, shortly. But that was another one of those things where I got on the phone with Hilton, and um, and it was like, uh, so what are you? Hey, I see you're like working on Preacher Six. That looks really cool. And I'm like, yeah, what's this thing going on with Zombie with a Shotgun? That looks cool. He's like, yeah, I want to make it a movie. And I said, like, well, why don't you do it? And so that was how that conversation started. And then we just decided that to do it so, nice that's awesome. yeah and in so, that I mean, one you're playing you're playing hank ray yeah yeah i play hank ray so a bounty hunter and i'm um, so uh, and i i may or may not you know turn into a zombie in that one ah, so don't don't reveal to too much now you don't want to ruin. <laughs> <laughs> i think i did by saying that but you know one could guess one could guess but uh yeah i mean the thing about uh, i don't know the thing about like making a, an independent film is going into something. It's like, yeah, you have to go into the mindset of like, there is no possibility that this will not happen. And then right. if you go from that mindset, then you just have to figure out how you're going to back the, you know, how you're going to write that check. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and uh, you know, unfortunately I'm just crazy enough to, to, keep on pushing until things get done you know well it takes a lot of dedicated people to to make yeah. a movie happen yeah it it does it it does it absolutely does i mean it's like you know i mean i i worked um let's see for zombie with a shotgun i think we did we did a few fundraisers as well i think we spent like six months raising money for that one and then uh, we didn't raise quite as much as we wanted to. And, and Hilton was like, I'm tired of doing the fundraising. Just come on out here. Let's do it. So, <laughs> so then so I'm I sure went that's the do. most frustrating part because you're, you, you know, as a, a filmmaker, that's not what you want to be doing. You want to be actually shooting the movie, not shaking hands and kissing butts. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I, no, absolutely, absolutely, and and that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, when you do like crowdfunding and private investment, you kind of like get to do what the original vision for the picture is. And whereas, like, if you have someone that's going to come in and just fund the film, then you kind of like are answerable to them. You sure. Know? So, uh, so that becomes the, the trick, unless they're like super cool and like, you know, Hey, I have a hundred grand, you know, why don't you go make a movie and just let me know when it's done. And that would be awesome. But that <laughs> doesn't happen. Yeah. It's usually at your least, own. At money. least that I know of. I mean, I know that there are people, you know, I mean, I see all these like films that get made, you know, I mean like how, who, who gave money for that, you know? <laughs> so, but they, but it happens. It's like, it's like if, if you put, such and such and this is from distribution you know but if you put like such and such actor in here we know that this person is going to do good in romania so we'll make this movie where no matter what it is if you can get that person and i don't know any of these people um yeah. you know or i probably wouldn't do that anyway because that's not how i work um just i don't know i mean you if if you look at a certain genre of films and you begin to see a certain cast, you know, certain actors that are kind of all over those films. It's like, those would be the kind of actors that would get a certain cue in a certain country so that somebody would write a check to make a, you know, a super B movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's, that's not what I want to do. Yes. It's like, what I want to do is do something that is actually on par with the big budget films, you know, and prove mm-hmm. that filmmakers can really do cool stuff that's as quality, you know, hopefully, as you see, like, you know, in the theater, you know, with A-list actors. Because the thing is, like a lot of, like everyone that's in Preacher 6, I, well, most people, 90% of the actors, I've worked with on prior films um, in, throughout the years, like mm-hmm. uh, Carmen Argenziano, um, who plays uh, Father Gabe uh, in Preacher Six, he was in everything. I mean, the dude, I met, I met him on the set of Andersonville in, in Georgia when we did that film. That was a, um, John Frankenheimer uh, did Andersonville. Okay. And so I met, I met Carmen Argenziano and um, he was in Godfather Two. So oh, wow. you would know him from that and Swordfish and he was on a bunch of TV shows as well as uh, Peter Mernick who was on JAG uh, for a bunch of years and he was on Justified and he just did that um, horror thing called The Mist. Um, so he's like, you know, worked forever. So, so basically these were like really, really good. I mean, if, if, if John Frankenheimer is going to cast somebody, they're freaking good. Yeah. You know? yeah right. So, so I'm not saying that about myself, but I'm glad to be in the film. So, uh, <laughs> so, Slick. I like thank you. Thank you. See what I did there? I, I did. A little, a little humble brag. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, Is that wool you're spinning over there? <laughs> <laughs> out of my hair. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, uh, so basically, I kept in touch with these people. And... And I was like, if I ever have an opportunity to put these, you know, my friends that I've met over the years into a film, that's what I'm going to do. Because if you go into, like, anyway, you go into a casting room in L.A. or or an acting class or CalArts, you know, or Juilliard or anything, it's like 
you're going to see a lot of good actors and and that's and that's great there are a lot of good actors but there's only so many really good actors and that's like the top probably 10 percent there's like you got 100 actors in a room 10 of them are really really good you know and that's just it's just the way that it is it's not i'm not dissing anyone but that's just kind of how things work from what i've seen over my life of doing this yeah. Yeah, it's very competitive of field to yeah. be in for sure that's what it's yeah like. it's it's like the only uh uh field you can be into where if they're like nah i don't like how you look <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh okay. yeah no, it, it's dude it's the worst I mean, that part is the worst. No, I mean, I, I, I have not been in the rat race like that since I did the chair. I was like, you know what? All right. I am going to deep dive in independent film. This is what I'm doing. And I'm going to like, you know, go from film to film. And like, you know, and if, if people like what I do, you know, and they want to see more then they will. And if not, I will fade off into obscurity, y you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm hoping that uh, that people are liking the chair, and that you know people like what they see with Preacher Six, and um, and that we keep doing this and, and making independent film from outside of the you know the, the big producers, and so we kind of make our own thing. Yeah, it's nice. It allows you that freedom to do what you want. Yeah, not there's not too many cooks in the kitchen, man. I hate that. Like yeah. You want to change everything about your formula. Everything that's like beautiful about the the whole scene of like self creation, a small publication, like a small production, just like gets ripped apart as soon as like any like type of production that like is seeking funds out of it, you know, a return or whatever. Yeah, it, it well it turns into a, a profit making device rather than mm. like a piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean but I mean, you do want to get paid at the end of the day. We all have bills mm. to pay, I'm sure. True. <laughs> Well, sure. I mean, I mean, look, it, I, the goal here is is not to keep borrowing money from people to make films and never be able to pay them back. Um, it's like, you know, because I do have private investors in these films. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to put out a good product that people are mm -hmm. going to want to rent on, on Amazon, sure. you know, um, or iTunes or Google Play or, or whatever. And um, so that the, the goal here is for this whole venture to become a self generating thing so that the movies end up paying for themselves instead of you know continuing to to go into debt you know yeah, with, yeah. With, each, with each film um now what, goal, so here we go i was gonna say would you be able to sort of give a synopsis of what we've been talking a lot about the movie but um what what exactly is like the plot to preacher six well preacher six is about a small town preacher who ends up like he, he basically, he's coming from a place where like everything is going to shit. People are dying everywhere and people are getting killed and he doesn't know what's going on. So he ends up coming to getting like this letter, you know, under, slipped under his door and saying, you know, we need you in Los Angeles, you know, so please come to Los Angeles. And then he ends up going to Los Angeles and, um, and then he finds out what was going on back then and then also what's going on, you know, in the big city and he ends up fighting demons, like in a literal sense. So Yeah. Uh, the the trailer looked cool as hell, man. I gotta say. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I mean it's like uh it's it's a it's a grindhouse action drama noir film. <laughs> yep. How you how you sell that, I'm not really sure. 
But uh, <laughs> if you look at the trailer, you know, then you can kind of get it. It's kind of like how do you how do you say or how do you like say what's a Tarantino film? Is it a horror? No. Mm. Is it an action? No. You know, so it's like right. it's hard to kind of pigeon what it is. But I mean, from I, from the trailer, the uh, immediate feelings that I got uh, in terms of like juxtaposition to another um, film was Constantine meets Sin City. Excellent. <laughs> That's I'll, with I, with the darkness in, of like the like super urban ness mm. um, to like when he's fighting like shooting the demons and stuff and uh, and like the whole biblical uh, concept of it is sort of like the Constantine angle and fighting demons. It looks really cool. Yeah, man, thanks, it's thanks, wild. Man. Yeah, it looks I so visually pleasing. That. Yeah, I think that um, you know my wife did an awesome job with the script. The script is amazing. I mean, it's like the characters mm-hmm. you know, that you really don't really see much of the character interaction in the in those initial trailers. You see a little bit of it. We have like a third trailer that's out um, now. It's Creature Six trailer three. Um, and you can see it on find it on YouTube, and it's got some of the uh, some of the actors that I was just talking about. Mm. Um, so you get to see a little bit of interaction, but there's so much like witty dialogue and um, and uh, drama and comedy, and there's some some cutups of the characters in it. It's just so you got you got your your mix of everything. You know how like Army of Darkness is like a whole bunch of funny moments in this crazy film. Yep. So mm. so it's like there's that element as well. So I, I really it's the funny thing is is my character's like the straight guy. You know, okay. you know what I mean? It's like I have all these other characters that are like, you know, just kind of like out there and, you know, doing their thing. And they, you know, all and I'm just like, hey, all right, what, what am I doing here? All right, we're going to go fight some. OK, let's do that then. You know, so I'm like, you know, I'm the, and not to diminish my character, but I mean, it's like there's a Every, bunch everything's of- happening to you. It's the hey. plot that's driving your character forward. You know what? You can speak for me forever now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I get way too into movies. That's mm. the thing. Like, uh, like me and uh, Matt got talking about Dutch angles the other day for like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like cool camera tricks and stuff. It's uh, it's it's definitely cool what you what uh, you can do with film. And I think you guys are doing something really awesome here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I um, appreciate that a lot. So I hope that uh, hope hopefully you know people people dig it because we we got plans we got plans beyond this one so, <laughs> <laughs> you know so maybe a preacher five a, a prequel oh maybe go that way with it. and and where where does the six come in with it well that's kind of a plot point so okay. i was gonna say are you able to tell us i, I had a feeling yeah i can't really tell you um yeah don't it, ruin anything for me <laughs> but uh yeah there's a reason there's a reason that it's okay. that it's fixing and it is explained in the film cool so, yeah. that's awesome yeah. now you said it's about 98 percent in in like raps but uh what what's the next steps after that um well the next steps is is to where we are raising money right now for post-production and and post-production you know as you know is basically as big as you know getting everybody together actually it's longer than than uh than doing the film i mean okay here's how the film goes so it's like raise money for two years the film gets shot in the 10 days one last summer and then we shot for 13 days this summer oh wow 23 days of filming 
you know, with all Just the under iron. a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that is like, so, so to have two and a half years of fundraising, 23 days of filming. And then if we can get the, when, as soon as we get the money for all of the post-production, that'll take about six months to, okay. to edit and get the color correction and the sound and the Foley and the music and, you know, all the composition and all of that stuff that happens in post. So, which takes, way longer than 23 days so it's like Mm -hmm. making a film is a marathon um and so right now we're like in the second half of the marathon because now we have most of the film shot so now we just have to get it into all the 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 technical and other creatives hands that i have no idea how to do so uh, (laughs) so i leave it to other people (laughs) well it's good to delegate Leaves you open for more for other endeavors. <laughs> the next project. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so actually, the the funny thing is, um, we're gonna we're gonna get this one uh, done, and then uh, we're gonna go into like a seventies western called The Coop. And so that's oh that's cool. Yeah. So that's like uh, kind of in the vein of No Country for Old Men. All right. Wow. Nice. You've got my yeah, attention. Yeah. So, Awesome. So it has nothing to do with no special effects. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, like, you know, country for all men, you know I mean? There's going to be some gunplay. So, uh, yeah. you know, but besides, besides that, there won't be any, any couple uh, of real tense coin flips. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. That's funny. That, yeah. that, that's awesome. And I, you know, it's, I, I feel like that genre hasn't been done well enough recently. Like there's the really good old, westerns and stuff but it's it, more reason you got like cowboys versus aliens and shit like, right. it's it, i don't know it's there's there's something uh in like the the intensity of the conversations and stuff where like you said it's not overblown special effects or anything it's just mm. like a man and his pistol yeah pistol. And it's relying more on the depth of the story and what you can create there and, it's I mean, cool contrast. if you can work in like a good twist to it mm. in some way with another genre, like a cowboy horror. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, with, with the coop specifically, it's definitely a drama. And, okay. And, and there was, there, there will be those like conversations that you're talking about. Um, there's lots of that and it's going to be, uh, there's, there is PTSD elements with it because mm. of the character that I play. Um, it takes place in 1971. Okay. Uh, so, and my character is like a Vietnam vet. Um, so like with PTSD. Uh, okay. So, that, so that's going to play a part um, into, into, it's not what drives the film, but it's kind of like you see how, how it affects things. in the film. Okay. So. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So that, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, so yeah, we got, we got plans, man. We got plans. So we just gotta (laughs) like, you know, make, make one thing at a time happen. It's like, if I, if I had somebody that, you know, could like write a check for $250,000 and just say, this is for your next two films. I'd be like, all right, we'll do that. (laughs) We could just, you know, just put them back to back, you know? Yep. But, uh, so I I mean, there's always the lottery too, I guess. Right. There is, there is always a lottery, or you know, maybe I get the perfect T-shirt, and then somebody's like, you know, let's see, ten thousand shirts, you know, at uh, so we just need people to buy ten thousand shirts. So, so you know, <laughs> actually, and and that was one of the things I think that um I saw you uh, pushing on Twitter was uh, 
if people got in um, with supporting the film early on, they got like exclusive merchandise or something, was it? Yeah, yeah. The, it's part of the perks that we have right now. Um, we have an Indiegogo that's that's on right now, and we also have a, uh, a GoFundMe, uh, which will be continuing to to run the the. I know that this year this podcast is going to be running probably beyond uh, when the Indiegogo ends till the end of time. Uh, <laughs> till the end of time. So we will always have a GoFundMe, so you can look up a Preacher Six on on GoFundMe, and um, until until it's done, and then we'll take them all down. Mm. Um, but uh, but so. And I would say, and I would definitely say to our audience, it's worth supporting these, these uh, indie films, because as, as we discussed in the first part of the the conversation here, the, you know, giving people the ability to do that themselves means they have a lot more freedom to do Mm. what they want and hopefully create something better for the audience overall. Yeah. And I feel like it breaks through these walls of uh, the stereotypical copies we get, you know, the reproduction of the same movies over and over again, or you know, yeah. remakes that come too soon. Get some original ideas out there. You know, yeah, it's just it's nice to break the stalemate in the uh, mainstream movie industry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, here's here's the thing. I mean, as as artists, um, it's there are so many God, there's so many talented people that I've run into a, through the years, like at school, you know, at Cal Arts, and um, and even in my high school where I was like, wow, that person's going to be a star. I mean, because they're that good, you know? Mm, and, yeah. and, and the thing is, that is not enough. And that's the hard thing to learn, you know, as an actor, is that you can be an Academy Award winning performer and it's not enough. It's like, it, it, it's like there's luck involved and there's mm. people skills. Networking. And there's networking and there's don't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. One bad story could fuck your One, whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just like the, I, I went through a series of agents and I never got an opportunity. I never had that one audition. You know, it's like I got the auditions for like the, the little, you know, the five line and unders and, you know, and I did mm-hmm. those, did a bunch of those, but I never got the shot. And, and that's the, it, it sounds like a, it's like a, a soap opera, but it's true. You know, it's like there's so many people that it's real life. Get, it's real life. Yeah. yeah. Never get the shot. Never get the break. You know, so so basically and I've been, you know, it's like with John Frankenheimer that he to me was like my break. And and the reason I say that is I, I was like hired. Um, I had one line in the in Andersonville and I was uh, I forget the line now, but, uh, but I was hired to play this, this one line part and I show up and, um, and there's John Frankenheimer and, and he's going through a scene with this other actor. He's like, all right, let's read through this scene. And so we go over there and, and, the, and we're, they're going through the scene and he didn't, the actor didn't know his lines. And, and his John Frankenheimer is like, God damn it. Does anybody know these goddamn lines? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I had been studying the sides in the morning, you know, seeing what we're doing in the day. And I like kind of sheepishly raised my hand. Like, uh, I, I know the lines. And, um, and then he's like, come here. And let's, let's read this. And so, <laughs> so I freaking read this scene with John Frankenheimer. And wow. he's like, all right, we're going to split this scene up between you two. So 
So I ended up splitting that scene up with this other actor. So I basically took half of his lines. Oh, wow. And, um, and this was a scene in The Gallows. I don't know if you've ever seen Andersonville. It's a Civil War movie. Um, you can, I think you can see it on YouTube now. Really okay. Um, but you, and, and I played, oh, let me, okay, tell the story in order. Okay. So, um, so I, I end up doing that scene with this, with this kid. I say kid because I was in my early 20s. I can say yeah. kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so we, I did the scene. And at the end of the day, John comes up to me and he's like, he's like pacing. He's, he's like rubbing the scruff of his beard with his hand. And he's like kind of pacing back and forth. He's like looking, looking down at the ground. He's like, he says, I'm going to use you a lot in this movie. I don't know how yet, but I'm going to use you a lot. Oh, wow. And, and I was like, oh, okay. That's you know, intimidating. Were you a little nervous? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. It was like, this, this is like, you know, John Frankenheimer is like the train, you know, Birdman of Alcatraz. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's Ronin, you know. I mean, mm. all, like, he's the man. You know, one of the best directors uh, of all time. Let me try not to fuck up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so, and then sure enough, um, I came back and played the, another part, which was Captain of the Artillery, which is the original part that I was cast for with the one line, which I did. And then he brought me back um, as one of the fresh fish, which meant uh, that I was one of the new prisoners. So, so I played Union and Confederate soldier in the same film, and, <laughs> and, I, and I spoke in all, in all the parts. So, and the way that I did that was like makeup. Like the captain had like a full beard and, you know, dress. And then when it came out as, as the fresh fish, it's like, you know, they, they had me clean shaven and, you know, um, like, like that. And in the other part in the gallows that I split the part with that kid, he, uh, he cut around me. So you could just hear my voice, but you couldn't see me. Okay. Ah, uh, yep. Do a little vocal change in between there and you're fine, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's how that ended up happening, and um, and then so so circling back to the the beginning of the story, uh, the reason that he was going to be like my, you know, how Kyle Hester as an actor makes it, you know, into the A list world, um, was he he was going to be using me in films um, after that. He's like, I have this other film. It's called Silo Three Jane that I want I want you to be in. And um, so I was like, all right, I'm in my 20s. Basically, I'm set. You know, John Frankenheimer is going to put me in his like stable of actors. This is this is the deal, you know. And then as we know, he passed away. So in so 2002, that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he passed away in 2002. And um, and that was it. I mean, it's like now it was like all I have is this story, you know, of what could have, should have, would have happened if John Frankenheimer hadn't passed away, you know? Oh, yeah. So nobody else has this story. No one else has that, that you know, the, uh, was there. No one else is John that's going to put me in those movies. They don't know what happened at Andersonville. It's like, it's a vacuum. It's just, yep. it just didn't ever happen. Oh, well, know? no, it happened. It happened to you. No, 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 I, no, I know, I know that. I mean, from from my perspective, and you know, now that you know the story, we know this happened. Yeah. But it's like when I when I walk into a casting um, place, that they, you know, then it's like I'm just another guy. Yep. You know, like that doesn't know. You know, oh wow, you worked with the freaking Academy Award winner, and he was going to put you in all of his movies. So right. I need to put you in my movie. 
you know, and I can't go into a casting thing and go, well, don't you know who I, I'm Kyle Hester and this is my story. So you got to put me in the film. It doesn't no, you gotta, work. Like you got to come in with your headshot and have one of Frankenheimer uh, and on top of it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's I worked for him at one point. <laughs> and then give him yours instead. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> man, I should, I should have tried that. I should have tried that. But uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but the thing is, it's like, you know, so th I'm just one guy. So this is like, I'm, that's one story, you know, of all of the different uh, possible things that could happen to people in their life and, you know, as they go along. So, so the moral of this whole thing is it doesn't fucking matter, man, because you just got to keep going. It's like, you're you going to quit, you know, mm. I mean, uh, and speaking of that, um, another gentleman who I met on the set of Andersonville, his name was, uh, he, he has since passed away. His name was Denis Forrest. And if you look him up on IMDb, you'll know D-E-N-I-S Forrest. Um, he was in a movie called The Mask. Um, and he, he was like one of the bad guys. He has long, long blonde hair. You'll, you'll recognize The Jim him. Carrey mask, right? Not the Cher yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, are you looking at him? Well, what, what was his name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Denis Forrest. Denis Forrest. Uh, oh, wait, was oh, he yes. the buff dude? Sweet Eddie, he played. Uh, and, uh, I don't know that he was he was buff. I mean, he's uh, just like an average average build, but um, he has a very... Longer, longer blonde kind of hair. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that's, so that's Denis. So, so I'm here in, in, in Hollywood, and I ran into him um, at a coffee shop. And I was like, you know, going through the grind, you know, going like Denis, man, I don't know, you know, it's like, I don't know if I can do this, you know, it, like, I'm, it's like, it's hard to be an actor and make money and, and pay bills and, and do the rat race kind of thing. And, um, and he, and I said, I don't, I don't know what I'm, what I need to do. Like, do I need to get a job or, you know, like the, you know, this other thing, this other opportunity. And he got really mad. And I remember he, he like, he furrowed his brow and he looked at me and he said, Kyle, what else are you going to do? And wow. it was like, it was like, it was like, whoa, <laughs> arrow, like fucking right to the heart. I could. So, I so matter of fact, but so true. So matter of fact, so true, so poignant. I could, yeah. I did not have a word to say. I couldn't answer the question. So I was like, that's the answer. There is yeah. no, it's like, you're all in or you, or you that's it. This is what you're doing, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so here I, <laughs> yeah. So, so here I am going, okay, well, let's do independent film, you know? Mm. So God, I think what? I've told you guys more about myself on one podcast than I think I ever have on any <laughs> other podcast. Sweet. Yeah. We got the, we got the scoop where yeah. we, we like to, you know, have good conversation with people mm. and, and pull out that kind of stuff. I was going to say we have that way with people. <laughs> <laughs> we have. We have that way. <laughs> we have our ways of getting information, Mr. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> awesome. Now, if uh, if people wanted to check out uh, the film, what's the easiest way to get to it? Um, I would say, well, we have a website, www.preacher6.com. Um, if you're on Twitter, you could. It's at preacher6, spelled out, and um, or you could just go to my Twitter, which is at Kyle D Hester. Awesome, awesome. Those, those would be the, the best ways. You got an I'm Instagram like, or anything like that too, or I I do. It's uh, uh what is it? Um, 
Some people are public with their stuff. Kyle, yeah. Kyle Hesterland, I think is what I have Instagram. Um, yeah, Kyle Hesterland. Awesome. But, uh, I, I don't post very often on Instagram. I know I should, but it's like I have my hands full with, with Twitter. It's like I kind of like going, okay, I'm going to pick one of these things because I'm going to go <laughs> insane if oh, I like man. try to do all of the different social media platforms. So I kind of like going, all right, I'm going to do Twitter. I yeah, you yeah. can't do all of them and be a normal person yeah <laughs> like, I, I chose instagram personally but i don't i don't do any of the other ones <laughs> yeah and i handle our twitter so between the two of us we get it done <laughs> yeah well, well see there you go that's how you do that yeah you divide it up yep gotta chisel away man and uh one more yeah. time how the funding of the movie that's going to be up for a while let's uh just throw that out there again in case people wanted to go check that out and help yeah please go to the uh, we have a gofundme um, actually, I think we have a couple of the GoFundMe uh, links on there. If you look up Preacher Six on GoFundMe, you will see the link to the the uh, to the fundraiser. And we have different perks, so you can get like signed stuff. You can get you can pre-order the DVD. You can get a signed um, poster. So it's oh, like nice. we have like perks for what you get. So unless you know, you can do like ten bucks, you know, and 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 be eternally have our eternal gratitude. Yeah, you know, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like we have different different stuff that you can get, so you end up, you know, having something from the show. Um, yeah, I love that, man. That's how Super Troopers Two was funded, and they gave away a lot of the set and everything. I think that's the future, man. And you know, as like a movie nerd, like we want to, we would love to own a piece of the films. You know, it's like nice. You know, the signed movie poster, whatever it is. I I really dig that styling. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think that, you know, it's it's kind of the only way unless you go to conventions, mm-hmm. you know, like how else how else are you going to do that? You know, get like yeah. a piece of something that, you know, and be a part of it, you know, to be yeah. a part of like, hey, you know, I helped make that happen. Like, seriously, that, that's not a joke. You can, even, that is you like, can even get your name in the credits. This is this is fantastic. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, for, I think for a hundred bucks, you get like a bunch of stuff and, and then a special thanks in the credits. Oh, that's what's up. That is really cool, man. $100 buys your way into the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. easy, cheap and way, man. You didn't do any of the work. <laughs> but you're supporting, which is the most important thing. I, to give people the GoFundMe, it's GoFundMe.com slash Preacher 6 Final Film Campaign. Or off of the Preacher 6 website, which is where I found Thank well, you Kyle, very much. Yeah, Kyle, thank you for being on. Uh, I guess it's time for us to do our little shout-out for our plugs here. Oh, yeah. Check out our Facebook people. You can find us at American Slacker Podcast, where you can find the American Slackers group as well. And also check out the Instagram, where we have the promos for each and every show. And last but not least, the website, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com or ASPodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. All of our stuff goes up on YouTube, and we ask you to please rate and review the show on iTunes. Tell a friend, create another Slacker. And if you wanted to send us an email, it's AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com. And check out our Spotify playlist. All you got to do is search American Slacker Podcast. You'll find our playlist with all of the musical artists that we've covered on the show, some that have been on the show, and also all of our shows are up there too. Make it nice and easy. And now we don't have a GoFundMe, but we do have a Patreon where you can come and support the show, uh, get little rewards, kind of like what they're doing with Preacher 6. Um, we don't have any credits that you can put your name in, but we will give you a shout out on each show. So.
So that's that's one way that you can support us and keep this stuff going. So we're talking, uh, keep talking to interesting well, people. Well, I believe if you give us $20, we did write up that we would print out a photo of you and put it in the backdrops of both of our sets. Yeah, no one's taking us up on that yet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but we'd, love, we'd love to, you know, put your <laughs> smiling face, but it could be any picture too. It could be something uh, obscene. And I'm sure we'd still put it up in the background. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much again, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been a it's been a fun conversation, man. And we'll have you back on as soon as we get a chance to sit down to Preacher Six. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Oh, thank, thank you, Kyle. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We love each and every one of you. And until next time, that's it. There you go.